This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup, just like a front three of Reese, Keane and Frockyar, right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around, to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. What better birthday present than a Zoom call with yourself at half 11? And just like Groundhog Day, you've got Ref Watch on the telly again. Got you hooked. Oh, happy birthday, by the way. 25 today. Are you 25 yet? Yeah. No, not yet. March. March the 18th, if anyone out there wants to send me some gifts and cards and flowers and chocolates and all that sort of thing. But, yeah, it means you are officially closer to 50 than you are birth. How does that make mm. you feel? You bring this up quite a lot and it it doesn't bother me. It really doesn't. I yeah. think it's a nice. I think a lot of people would love to be twenty five again, wouldn't they? So there's no point. Would, yeah. There's no point being down about it. I totally agree. You sometimes see people that are the same age as you, and I feel like we're at that age where you're a bit surprised that like you're the same age as other people that are twenty five. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like when you're like eighteen, you imagine yourself at twenty five, mm. and like it's slightly different to what's transpired. Not necessarily with you, because like you've got the whole. You've got the settled home life, like you've got a long-term girlfriend, you've got a dog and all that sort of thing. You've got a home, you've got a job. Whereas me at 18, I thought by now, most likely living at home, maybe even have a girlfriend, a settled job, all that sort of thing. Maybe even a child. But here I am, half past 11, watching Ref Watch on your <laughs> 20th birthday, talking about, talking about all sorts of nonsense. So, yeah, life doesn't quite turn out how you you plan it to, but I wouldn't have changed anything. <laughs> what are your plans for the rest of the day? Is it just a working day for you? Yeah, I might go out for tea tonight. Not sure where. I didn't book the day off because I thought, well, what's the point? I did some stuff over the weekend. What am I going to do if I book the day off? And just sit on my own in the house. Everyone else it's a working, working day, yeah. yeah. Get on with it. I'm not one of these. It's my birthday. I'm not working, really. You touched on your life at the moment. I Ultimately, I've not been to India and watched England win a test match, and you have. So who's winning? <laughs> well, I suppose it's not a competition, the, is it? The, but, uh, oh, no. The world's your oyster. Well, 
Absolutely. We are we're both enjoying life, aren't we? What a what an interesting start to the podcast this has been. And all we talk about getting absolutely what's the right word without being too crude, drunk at the weekend. And here we're having quite a serious life chat. I think we need to lower the seriousness a tad. Yes, essentially. We had some listeners from Australia this morning on a uh, seven-hour road trip. They were listening to us. I'm not sure if they kept the whole episode on, but that's quite a cool thing to picture, isn't it? So the thing is that that's quite a long drive. Were they playing the podcast on repeat? Or was it I think they like may have. I think it might have just been for the duration of the episode, and then they maybe put something else on. Yeah, yeah. Well, that would be the most logical thing to do, wouldn't it? How do you know they're on a road trip in Australia? How how do you know these people? Who are these people? Scott Fisher and Ben Thomas from oh, Burns. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, yes. nice. Yeah, that's good to hear. I wonder how they're getting on out in Australia. You'll you'll talk to them more than me. Are they yeah. enjoying it? I think so. Yeah. Ultimately, there's most people listening to this won't know who they are, so I won't go on too much. Shout out to those two. How I was your week? Uh, my weekend, Friday, was relatively quiet, actually. Went out on the Strip, the old Pemberton Strip. Went to Tap and Vine and then ended the evening in St. Teresa's Club, where we were playing darts and pool and snooker. Brilliant. And Are you always getting Saturday. into Tap and Vine? Because I can never get in there. Well, I could, but it's just, I mean, it always just probably, seems yeah. far too busy. Yeah, well, yeah, it is busy. But I reckon it's worth going in there. I'm feeling slightly like a sardine. It's one of the few places on the strip to do a pint of Guinness for a start, which I think is key. And I'm not going the fleece, all due respect to the fleece. And I think it's a good pint of Guinness in there. And I quite like the clientele. Like, it's not that sort of upmarket, almost snobbish vibe like you get from the wine bar. But, like, you get quite a nice grounding in there, I always think. Yeah. I'm willing to go in there and sort of be claustrophobic for a bit. And also, when you get a place to sit in there, it's like the creme de la creme, really. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, world class. I was and in Pemberton then... on Friday, but I just didn't, we didn't bother trying because there was about eight of us. So, well, I got texted, obviously, to um, notify me that you were out, actually, because you are, the, yeah, you're one of these like really well known celebrity types aren't you, in the local area? Like, no. I can imagine you going anywhere in Preston and being recognised, really. One of my friends called Ian, who ah. is a regular listener in the podcast, he mentioned you were in 16 on the Hill. I quite like the beer in 16 on the Hill. That, like... It was wonderful. Tiny Rebel stuff. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's a real good one. The Rivington was brilliant. Yeah. Guess who was in number 16 on the Hill? Members of the Dark Side drinking with members of Six Men and a Dog together. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, What's going friends. on here? Are they? Right. No, they are actually good friends, yeah. Yeah, long-term good friends. I think six men and a dog, and the males within that team, don't quiz with the dark side because they're with their wives on a Thursday at the Finney. Uh, Whereas I'm pretty sure they do multiple quizzes a week and they quiz as one. So, like, you can imagine the strength of that team. Well, they're both, like, really strong teams. Don't get me wrong, but when you yeah. when you combine these brains, like, they'd, mm-hmm. they'd be an absolute superpower, you'd think. Juggernaut. Talking of the Finney, I was in there on Saturday evening for the Tuesday night White gig, which was absolutely mental in there. The place just exploded into life. Wow. Yeah, the Tuesday night guys can really get a place rocking. The whole place just exploded into life. It was like a signal that it's back. The Finney pub is back. Because it yeah. hasn't always been as in good health as it is now, really. Like, it's alive and yeah, kicking. 
Yeah, it is. It's good. Like it's rammed in there on quiz night, and then it was packed to the rafters. Literally standing room only, really, on Saturday. Oof. Um, which is good. And I, I also spent the day in there yesterday watching the Super Sunday, and it was it was carnage in the vault. You know, the other room. Yeah, yeah. It was a real lively atmosphere. So yeah, kudos to Jen and the team in there. It's it's back. And, Brilliant. Uh, and the local area is a better place for the Sir Tom Finney thriving. Mm. And obviously they're running a bus to commentary for Ari, aren't they? We need to start making sure we're booked into the quid earlier. I apologise to Jen on Thursday that we're here every week. I'm not sure why we're scratching around on Thursday morning for a table. So I might do that after this. Yeah, might be mm. worth doing it now. Yeah. So you've got it done. We mentioned alive and kicking. Deepdale was alive and kicking, wasn't it? At half-time. Yes. Brilliant. What a first half. I just thought, yeah, this, this is a proper game. There was a bit of like, we'd celebrated Sir Tom Finney on the Wednesday and then you looked at the pitch and it was a bit crap, but you thought, no, like people used to play on this. This is this is footy, this. Yeah, it was a proper Lancashire derby, I thought. Mm. Like the place looked really well, didn't it? There was barely an empty seat in the house, really, yeah. which is always a good start. And yeah, like you say, what an absolute whirlwind opening half. Northern were dreadful for the first sort of 20 minutes, weren't they? The, the two Blackburn goals are absolutely rancid goals to concede. Like real yeah. vile things. Sam Gallagher's um, an yeah. annoying little, well, not little, he's, he's an scored. annoying big horse. Yeah, he scores every time against us. You see those locks whirling in the wind as he runs off to celebrate every single time at Deepdale. It's infuriating. Yeah. He more or less scores the same goal every time as well. <laughs> like bearing down on goal with, with particularly slow central defenders trailing in his wake. You can imagine him when the fixtures come out, him circling. <laughs> Preston away with a red pen. <laughs> we say this every single time. Yeah. Why do we say it's a red pen as well? I don't know. It's always a red pen for some reason. I'm sick um, of him. Yeah, yeah, he's infuriating as well. The sort of person you just want to grab hold of and shake, really. Yeah, there were two really annoying goals to concede. The last thing you want, really, is Lindsay and Story chasing relatively quick strikers compared to them down and Schmodix was never missing this guy scored plenty of goals this season and neither was Gallagher really they just look like pretty simple but so avoidable goals to concede and then you've got your backs against the wall really but we know with Blackman you know they're the brittle guys aren't they they're really weak in the mind them guys there's probably no other team you'd be as comfortable 2-0 down to that yeah, I, wasn't, probably... I wasn't fussed. I just thought, we'll, we'll get back into this. <laughs> I've, I've never felt more comfortable of North End getting a result despite being 2 0 down. No. It was, it was insane. <laughs> Even was when the very... Bradman fans were roaring every tackle as if they were like this new kind of Italian yeah. warriors that don't concede, I just, I just thought we were going we to get back into it. <laughs> yeah, they always looked pretty shaky at the back, didn't they? Yeah. And then once North End got one back, which was a sparkling piece of, of mm. clarity from Brady. Clarity is the got, word, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's got quality in those boots when he shows it. And we've um, obviously backed him to produce this throughout. Well, well, yeah, for long-term listeners, we'll know that we've yeah. been on a Brady bandwagon for a long time. We always thought that, that what people spoke about, about Brady, was, was absolute nonsense. And we've called that out a lot on this podcast. And, yeah, he got man of the match. And he was very, very good in midweek. And he got man of the match this week. He's done a really good job, to be fair, to Robbie Brady, because 
Like it's a little bit like the Brad Potts incident a few years ago. The sort of abuse and the criticism was a unhinged and almost quite vindictive as well. But he's an experienced guy. He's played at a very high level for a long time, and he's bounced back in these couple of games when we needed him most. Really, like Brad Potts has been a mainstay in North End's team for as long as you can remember. Really, like he's rarely injured to be horse. We needed Brady to stand up, and he's done so. But yeah, this was a great goal, and he was getting massive licks off the Blackburn fans, were he, while taking corners and stuff. Obviously, yeah. played for the hashtag Twitter Clarence, didn't he? <laughs> um, which has always amused me, that hashtag, by the way. Hashtag Why Twitter don't they just Clarence. do Burnley FC? It's pathetic. <laughs> hashtag Twitter Clarets. I think the Clarets, by the way, is a great nickname. I really <laughs> like the word Claret or Clarets. <laughs> it's a great word. But In yeah, my like, slide came... days, whenever I had to tweet an article of Burnley, I had to type that every time. It was it was really annoying. That what, horrible thing. Twitter. Oh, no, hashtag Twitter, Twitter Clarets, yeah. Yeah. It's Twitter Blade I... as well, isn't it? Yeah. I think they're brilliant hashtags. Yeah, when the ball was sort of like fizzing out to Brady, you always got the impression that something good could happen here. Like he had a lovely stride into the ball and it was quite a nice angle as a left as a lefty to bend one round. Because obviously he ballooned across out of play hadn't he, earlier and you just yeah, knew he wasn't going to do that again. Yeah, you just knew that there was no other outcome likely than the ball nestling into the top corner. That's mm. precisely what happened. And after that, we spoke about the Blackburn supporters who were doing this false act of like acting like brave hearts. After that, you barely heard a peep because even they knew what was happening. Next. They knew what was coming. Yeah, like North End had that distinct momentum about them, didn't they? Where they somehow wrestled it because momentum can be wrestled. Don't forget, wrestled mm. it from the visitors. And then mm. they had the momentum to go and get the level and not long after. I'm not sure Brady was man of the match. I thought he did okay. I think his goal was obviously a big moment. But I think he I think he played better on Wednesday than than against Rovers. I've said all along though, I don't think that position is designed for him because on the ball he's he's all right, but he's obviously he looked absolutely goosed and he's pretty slow anyway towards the end. So yeah. you're gonna for him to do ninety ninety at left wing back is gonna be a a struggle, I would imagine, but I think you've got to give him credit because even if he's experienced, the kind of like you said, the the stick he was getting, like anybody would feel that that would hold anybody back. I think, and hopefully he can move past that now. Hopefully there won't be kind of a tension when he comes on the pitch and gets on the ball. Because imagine getting the ball in on a football pitch and thinking everyone's waiting for me here to make a mistake and groan like that'd hold you back, wouldn't it? Yeah. Obviously, there's just supporters out there who need to realise that getting on players' back isn't conducive with those players playing particularly well. And yeah. He has had bad Cute games and he's done this silly thing, but still can't help. Sports people are human beings. Like they're likely to make mistakes, irrespective of how many games you've played. I think he rubs people up the wrong way with his sort of lackadaisical style at times. And yeah, it can be really frustrating, but I think he's a useful squad player to have. I think he's proving that now. He's a good pro. Yeah, you wouldn't want him starting out and out, would you? No. But, well, there's a few more games until until they reckon that Potts will be back. I think he's a perfectly adequate step in for Potts. I do agree with you, by the way, that he wasn't quite as good as he was in the week. And maybe 
MOTM flattered him, but I didn't really mind it. I thought it was a nice reward for this quite nice renaissance he's having, really. And if you don't notice him really in a game, other than the goal, I didn't really notice that he did anything particularly outstanding or bad, which is always a pretty good trait in a fullback, really. You don't necessarily need to need to notice them a great deal. And if he's having an effect at the top end of the pitch, which you have to do now as a fullback, then that, that can only be a good thing. Ryan Lowe spoke about a calmness at 2-0 down, which probably goes back to what we said before, that you know Blackburn are associated with conceding quite a lot of goals. So that, that was in my mind, at 2-0 down, these guys haven't kept a clean sheet for about three and a half months, conceded the 23rd most goals in the league. So we're going to score. Just had, We just had to get the next goal, didn't we? Three and it would have been <clears> tough. But I thought it was good that we kept passing. And at times I thought we were overplaying and trying to be something we're not, but... We actually kept going with it and got the reward. Yeah, there was quite a few groans from the town end when, like you said, Northam were overplaying it. But I didn't think it was as toxic as it could have been. Like if this no. was, if, if this game came a few weeks ago, and we're two 0 down to Blackburn, rut we were in. Yeah, yeah, the place would have been burnt down. But I think, I think everyone in the ground, obviously, it's not a nice place to be in. And hindsight. Hindsight's a great thing to have in these moments, but the whole ground realised that we've got quality at the top end of the pitch. Blackburn like to surrender leads against us. It was just a case of getting the next goal, like you said. And once that came, we never really looked back. And okay, we didn't go on to win the game, but we were the only team likely to win it. We were the only team asking questions towards the denouement of the game. Uh, the only team looking to even get our, our own half. Yeah. At the moment, it just never quite came. Eustace spoke about after they lost to Birmingham in the week, he said that they need to be more tougher to break down. Yeah. yeah. And once North End got it level, they were always happy with the point. And that's what transpired, really. We didn't really create a clear opportunity towards the end of the game that you, that you can look on and think, we really ought to have scored there. It just never quite happened for us. And realistically, end of the day, North End, on the balance of things, it was probably a winning draw, to use a cricketing term. But ultimately, I think a draw's a fair result. You can't give yourself a 2-0 deficit and be annoyed that you haven't got on to win the game. It, it no. Was just a really sloppy opening, and we paid for it by not getting all three points, ultimately. But a point after being 2-0 down is no bad thing. I think in a game like that at 2-2, it's naturally in the back of everyone's minds that, Please don't lose. This would be horrible to lose later on. We'll take the positive that we got back into it and they'll probably take quite a lot from the fact they didn't lose because you would, I'd imagine most Blackburn fans expected them to throw it all away again. But I think for Preston, you could, you were leaving thinking we were there, we were in and around the box on another day, we maybe score. And you can always take a performance away, can't you, even if you've not got a result. So I think people will have been satisfied with what the, the effort and the, Third, was it third game in a week? The players were shattered once again. And Ryan Lowe said that he expected one moment, and I, I agree, because when you're kicking towards the town and you just expect a chance, don't you? But he never really came. Brown's well, header. Especially when the town end is literally sucking the ball suction. home, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. We spoke about it in the past about the town end suck job, and it just never quite was never quite able to manage to bring the ball into the net, which, which isn't like the town end. The town end is normally very, very has that distinct suction about it to bring about a winner. But it never quite never quite happened. But yeah, there was no one leaving Deepdale fuming or anything like that. Oh, and I thought I think they realised the effort the players put in and realised that, you know, 
just wasn't quite to be. Context is important as well. Like 10 points out of a possible 12 is a fantastic return over the last sort of four games. So credit where credit's due to all involved, the players and also to the under fire, Ryan Lowe, who is hitting back at his critics with results. <laughs> yeah, Mid- midway through Dan Jewell's question, Dan isn't always at North End, probably third or fourth time at Deepdale this season, if that. He's asked the question about being on an unbeaten run and Ryan Lowe had been in a really good mood, speaking well, and then all of a sudden he just snapped into, yeah, that's 11 points from the last five. I don't know when anybody's going to ask me about that. <laughs> but you were, quick to, you were quick to point out the points when it was going badly. And Dan's just like sat there. Like, it was me after Sunderland. I made the point that we'd won three out of 19 or something. But poor Dan. I don't know why you, I don't know why you got so angry about that because the question was actually about an unbeaten run. <laughs> yes. To be fair, you would get quite annoyed, wouldn't you, when you're going through quite a rut and you're you're spouting your stats and you love. I think three and nineteen is just that is a prolonged yeah. period, isn't it? Whereas, yeah, of course, it's a warranted question, without doubt, and it's your job to hold into account over that. But yeah, you'd also like like the journals to come in with nice numbers when you're doing quite well. Yeah, so you can you can understand it. These are sort of high stakes, aren't they? You know, it's important important things going on here. Mm. So you can understand how it could be quite tense in these interviews. Yeah, a, a little bit like I've showed you guys. You all thought I was going to be gone. Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, and, my, and ultimately my team's playing a lot better, which it is. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Matt Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Frocky, I was good again. We got... We're not going to wax lyrical about him for another episode, but he was. How good was Reese's touch with his back to goal in the first half? It was getting zipped into his feet, and he was just front facing with one touch. Yeah, Reese is starting to get back to his best. Um, he is. And the question is, has he actually scored other than the one in the week? <laughs> because like there was that goal against Bristol, weren't it? Where the defender, not Ipswich, sorry, where the defender slams it home. And it looked like Reese had scored. And then against Blackburn, it appeared Reese had scored, but the keeper just bundles that in, doesn't he? So like, if he, if he gets that... that goal, that's incredible. <laughs> it's absolutely incredible if he gets that goal. I saw someone on yeah. Twitter getting like loads of stick for Preston fan <laughs> pointing out Reese shouldn't have got it with a video. And everyone was absolutely pillaging this guy in the comments saying, Why would you want to strike our striker? What a sad man you are and stuff. But he doesn't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he doesn't I, touch I, it no it's, I don't think he does anyway it's just not his goal it's theft he was um, he was there he was in and around it but 
Yeah. Just because he's been off injured for quite a while doesn't mean that he's... We can start just giving him goals. <laughs> to start having goals that he hasn't scored. Like, <laughs> why don't we give him the Brady goal as well? <laughs> you know what I mean? Why don't we just claim it was Reese who actually slammed that home? No, I agree. I thought he gave their defenders a hard day. All day. I thought they looked pretty shaky at the back. He got them a few times on the half turn as well, where he spanned past a few of them. Yeah. And he had those moments in the first half, didn't he, where he got to the byline and he had two in succession where he had a chance to stick the ball across for a tapping and he hit the defender both times, which was incredibly frustrating because they yeah. were like golden opportunities, especially at 2 0 as well, weren't it? Yeah. And we needed that that next goal. But all's well that ends well. It's just they were two proper opportunities that, that we could have done slightly better from. The Joanna announcement was hilarious over the tannoy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like a momentum changer, weren't it? These people yeah. will note that as a as a changing of mood. Yeah. Like taking the air out of the place. Yeah. Hilarious. I've never really heard an announcer and you could tell he enjoyed it, couldn't you? Yeah, he, 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 he loved the he didn't player. need he didn't actually need to say the engine was still running. <laughs> no. <sighs> and also the fact that he mentioned it was a Blackburn Rover. Blackburn fan, well. yeah. Brilliant. brilliant. And North End, I think we were either one or two nil down at the time, weren't we? Was it two nil? Yeah, um, maybe. And the whole place is like whooping and hollering <laughs> <laughs> at this person who left their engine on. Yeah, it was a nice break <laughs> from the reality from what was going on with the pitch, really. And obviously there's that that question that, that almost has to arise in the aftermath. How the hell do you contrive to leave your <laughs> engine on? Um, it was absolutely insane. I always wonder what um, I'd do in that. I, I wouldn't go straight down the ta- down the concourse. I'd have to wait a little bit if it was me. I'd be too embarrassed. Yeah, it's yeah, 100%. To be fair, another question. Turn it up. Would you even, would you even would go? You bother? I'm not sure you would. Friday night in Coventry, set up wonderfully now, isn't it? Two massive matches, especially this one. You just think you've got to at least win one of them or even you can't lose both, can you? You're out of it really pretty much there, but... Yeah, make or break, really, from nowhere. Yeah, it'll be a statement win, won't it? Yeah. I noticed that Jimmy Atkinson, an ex-very renowned Preston North End podcaster, spoke on Twitter about how we tended to play teams at the right time recently. Like mm. Ipswich were starting to wobble a touch. And then we played Middlesbrough, who obviously their poor run was well documented before they go and spank the runaway league leaders on Saturday. That win just looks incredible now. Imagine that in okay. horse racing form terms. It would look insane. And then Blackburn, well, they're going for a tough patch as well. Brizzle City as well. And then they go and beat Southampton. But yeah, we have tended to play teams at the right time, whereas Coventry, you wouldn't necessarily say that. They came back to win against Millwall last week and then they won at the weekend. Yeah, one at Stoke, who were going through their own troubles anyway. Yeah, this is an important game in the playoff race, and we can call it that now, because we are starting to get into the running, capitalised, by the way, with a big R and a big I. The yeah, running. If we can go to Coventry, yeah. The Sky Sports had to build it. If we can win at Coventry, it'd be an absolutely brilliant win. No, no. Oh, Christ, no. A point on the road under those bright white lights at Coventry. 
would be quite still, something. Actually. You're still you two it, points behind them if you draw. Yeah, and not just that. There'll be people out there hitting the town because it would would mean that we'd struck the fifty point mark, which would be would be quite something, wouldn't it? Like <laughs> you could really enjoy your weekend if you know North End have hit the fifty point mark. <laughs> Yeah, that would be a special weekend. I'd even debate whether to go and sweep the flag market in celebration. But, yeah, it'll be a tough game. But Northern have done quite well at Coventry over the years. Won there last year, didn't we? That was midweek where it rescored. It was the day that we broke the record, weren't it? For the best defence since Mourinho's Chelsea outfit, I think. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we actually um, scored a goal. Yeah, we've we did, been, yeah. We've not been scoring, have we? Yeah, it was that part of the nil nil a thon, weren't it? But yeah, tricky game. They've got some good players there. Like, O'Hare's a good player, isn't he? And he's yes. got good hair as well. Has he? He's yeah. That sort of thing, yeah. But you know, he's got good hair. Are you listening together? He's zoning out. I'm listening. I just, I don't instantly know what Callum O'Hare's haircut is. Has he changed it? Yeah. Is it just the same slick back job? Well, yeah. Yeah, that. And he obviously plays. He plays the game a little bit like Mass in the fact that he's got like low socks and yeah, the Maverick. Quite, yeah, quite a quite a sort of popular man with everyone really, women, men. So yeah, tough game. They've got some good players. They've got a really good underrated manager there, Mark Robbins. Oh yeah, um, and they're going for back to back playoff campaigns. Hopefully, mm. we can halt that on Friday night. Okay, I don't know if you'll get this or not. You may have already looked. But we're going back to 2012, 22nd of December. 2012. 2012. Twitter in League One. Was it the um was that the Lee Holmes one apiece game? Yes. Brilliant. Getting. Getting. That's good. That is good. Incredibly, I wasn't there. I yeah, I remember that one really clearly, there. and I wasn't there either, but remember Lee Holmes. Yeah. My excuse for not being there is absolutely pathetic as well. I was watching Wigan against Arsenal. Bloody hell. What? In the it ground? Ended nil, nil. Yeah, it ended 0-0. It was Come in on. my... On what planet are Wigan of... holding Arsenal to a 0-0? Especially when... <laughs> I think they had Aruna Kone up front and they brought off the bench Connor Salmon. <laughs> Every now yeah. and then you, you remind yourself that Wigan were in the Premier League for years and it just makes you sick. How lucky were they? It does make you sick. Because they, they massively outstayed the welcome there as well. Like the... They're a pathetic club. And then you realise they won the FA Cup 11 years ago. Yeah. They're a pathetic Wigan. They're a laughing stock of the whole country, I think. Mm. And yet here they are. Premier League. Here they are. FA Cup winners. Played in Europe for heaven's sake. <sighs> and they still prefer rugby league. Come on now. <laughs> Mental. Obviously, we'd like to extend our best wishes to Tony Mowbray. He's one of football's good guys. Of course, yeah. Let's hope it's nothing too untoward. So obviously, for those who know who don't know, Tony Mowbray is having a six to eight weeks absence from the technical area, isn't he? Undergoing medical treatment. So, mm. yeah. Hopefully, Tony Mowbray makes a swift recovery and he's back on the technical area again soon because really good manager and a really good human being he is also that lovely interview that he did with Langsley after North End beat Blackburn in Covid where he where he just claimed to be just a bit cold really yeah that's what he said I just love the Revels one have you seen that like a Revels on his press conference desk have you not seen that I'm not sure I have oh send it to you it's so good he just goes I love Revels (laughs) brilliant (laughs) 
Tremendous. Yeah, he's uh, he's top. We'll be going back to Turf Moor next season, won't we? That unless obviously unless we're playing our trade in the Premier League, but they yeah. are they are coming down hard. Yeah, it is likely that we will be going back to uh, to see the Twitter clarets. It hasn't mm. quite turned out the way that we envisaged for the Twitter clarets, no, has it? They shouldn't have signed uh, 95 wingers. Yeah, I wonder if Sky Sports will do a documentary on this season at Burnley. Mission back to the Championship. Yeah. Yes. yes. And they can pawn over Vincent Company once more, but in a slightly negative light. Yeah. I don't like going to Turf more. It's not ideal, really. I'm coming back down, but yeah, excited. Hey, we had a celebrity claiming that he listened to the podcast, didn't we, on Twitter in the week? This yes. is very exciting for me and the big G, who've been a big Tom Swarbrick fan for a <laughs> while now. We absolutely love him on this morning. They do like this little segment on this morning where they get well-respected news people in to discuss the like, like latest news, and Tom right. Swarbrick often goes on. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a great watch. He's on for about half an hour. And he, yeah, absolutely world-class. And a a North End supporter as well. And to think that a man of this prestige in the news world listens to you and I. Kudos. I didn't realise it was... Yeah, that's uh, probably wasn't the pinch me moment. It should have been for me. Anything on this week? Try to think. I don't think I've got a great deal. Obviously, it's thrown a real spanner in the works, like this being a Friday night. Like how there was dare Coventry? How dare Coventry do quite well in the FA Cup? Like, come on now, you're better than that Coventry City. But yeah, I have no idea. I'm going to spend my Saturday now. Do you think I'm doing something? I'll be going to Manchester, I think, for a few. But I was nice. planning on going to Flight Club. Apparently, you've got a book in about three years advance. It's just all gone. <laughs> no, no yeah. availability all day. And yeah, the same well, for sixes. Darts is having quite. Quite the, upturn, yeah. the whole world wants to be the next Luke Littler. The yes. issue for these people is, is that you know your time's gone. If you haven't started playing darts already, it's highly unlikely you're going to get to his level now. And darts is difficult. People don't yes. realise this. It is quite difficult. Even for professional players, they miss what they're aiming for more than they hit, which is a fact. Never mind the average Joe. Yeah. I've never actually been to flight club. Brilliant fun. Yeah. I can imagine being good. And obviously, I really like darts. I like playing darts. So, yeah, I would enjoy it. Will you be going to Albert Schloss or not? I don't think so. I'm scarred from there from New Year's Eve a few years ago when you literally couldn't move and it was about 500 degrees. So I've not yeah, been back be... since. Yeah, I would never choose to go on New Year's Eve, I don't think. Well, um, yeah. It is good. Lesson was learnt. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, you live and learn, don't you, in these things? You live and learn. Quite a bold move to go out in Manchester on New Year's Eve anyway, isn't it, really? Yeah. Like, you can imagine it being absolute carnage. Yeah. Righto, it's your time to shine, unless you don't want to. <laughs> well, it sort of needs to stop this new feature of me having to end it with a raucous message. <laughs> well, one of my, especially... my favourite podcasts does this, and the guy nails it every time. I think you're a similar personality, so... What's that podcast? Tom Davis and Ramesh Ranganathan. And Tom Davis always signs it off. Right, okay. What do they talk about? Nonsense for about an hour. Nice. Yeah, well, you, you could can't... just simply... No. Go on. <laughs> I've interrupted you. No. No, no, go on. No, no, go on. No, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, you could say, bye, guys. And that was it. That would be quite good, wouldn't it? Maybe I'll keep that one up my sleeve for the next couple. 
But yeah, if you can't get up for this, then you're not in the right game. Northland have got 13 games to go. They're playing against a serious playoff rival. And we can seriously scupper their chance. If we win on Friday, we're banging the mix. We shouldn't fear anyone. If you're deliberating going to Coventry on Friday, get yourself there. Because it's a massive game. And if Northend win it, they'll propel themselves into the top six for Friday night at least. So, yeah, I'll see you all there. Up the way. This podcast was produced by Viva. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and P&E are on the TV. You're watching with all your mates and the McNugget share boxes are open for all. Your pal's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Result. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com on the McDonald's app. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.